morning. You are tuned into the Media Lounge Podcast, your source for VIP interviews, entertainment, and trending news. I am your host, Celine, and on today's episode, I have a very interesting guest joining us. Here to educate the audience on all things cannabis-related, CEO and founder of Green Flower and the host of the newly launched podcast, Green Flower Nation, is Max Simon. Good morning, Simon. Thank you for joining the podcast. Really nice to be with you. <laughs> Thank you, Max. I must admit that in speaking with you today, I am delving into an industry that has somewhat been foreign to me for quite some time now. I know that cannabis is now booming probably more than ever. People are talking about it, investing in it, and doing it. So keep me honest here, but it has been legalized in as many as 11 states for recreational use and in 33 states for medical use. And right. I know here in Illinois, we're going live January 1st. Right. So, <laughs> Max, I'm going to pass the mic to you. Tell us what qualifies you to be a teacher and leader in the cannabis industry. So Green Flower Media, which is the company I run, we started in 2015. And when we started in 2015, I can tell you that there was no such thing as trustworthy cannabis information or education. <laughs> it was um, way early in the process. And me and my co-founder come from a long background in media and education. Um, I'm also a, a medical cannabis patient for multiple decades. And so when we started, we really decided to be the preeminent source of trustworthy cannabis information and education, understanding that the world didn't quite see the value and enormity of what the cannabis industry was going to become. But when you look into the science and you look into the research and you look into the medical efficacy and you look into the industry, it, it actually doesn't take more than a little bit of time for an intelligent person to realize that this is going to be not just an enormously valuable thing for society, but a huge business. And that's exactly what we're seeing today, that business is definitely booming. And I know in your bio and in the information that I was provided, you stated that there is going to be opportunities for businesses to grow. Tell us how that will be the case. So what most people don't understand about the cannabis industry is that there are all these individual segments within the industry that are almost like standalone industries in themselves. So, for example, in the licensed market, you have things like uh, retail and dispensaries where you go to buy the cannabis. You have delivery services which can deliver cannabis. You have cultivation businesses which grow the cannabis. You have manufacturing businesses that make cannabis products. You have cannabis labs that do the testing and science. You have distribution companies that helps sell the products and move the products around. And that kind of landscape makes up what we call the plant-touching industry. Then on top of that, there's what we call the ancillary industry. That includes legal services, accounting services, finance services, consulting services, technology, software. You know, we're in the business of content and training. And so there's a whole world of business opportunity in the ancillary business space. And then third, now we have hemp, which is 
still actually the cannabis plant. Most people don't realize that hemp is just a different varietal of the cannabis plant that doesn't have, you know, THC in it, essentially. But hemp is now already federally legalized. That became let legalized as part of the Farm Bill in 2018. And so now you have hemp products, which includes not just the CBD side for you know, uh, medicine properties, but also includes things like skin care and fuels and building materials and clothing and apparel. And so all these sectors are literally brand new. They're, they're literally starting right now in the legal regulated marketplace. And as a result of that, there's just an enormity of opportunity for people to start businesses in one of these sectors that really has enormous potential for global scale. Mm, mm, interesting. Very, very interesting. Mac, let's move on to the medical standpoint of marijuana. It used to be said that being a weed smoker was bad. It was bad for you. It's bad for your health. It has also been said that regular cannabis use is strongly correlated with mental health disorders. How has that changed, and is there proof well, that, there, that is no longer the case? Yeah. So first, you should realize that those are headlines. And as often the case with headlines, um, the person that's writing them either has some kind of agenda or more, more appropriately is usually doing something that is attention grabbing. And instead, when you actually take a deeper look at the research, you take a deeper look at the science, you take, take a deeper look at what medical professionals are actually saying about cannabis today, you'll find the exact opposite is actually scientifically true and validated today. And all of this actually revolves around something that most people are unaware of, but is, to me, the single most important medical discovery of the 21st century, which is that our bodies have a system called the endocannabinoid system. And this is a system of receptors that exist throughout the entire body. It's one of the largest receptor system in the entire body. And that means it has receptors in the brain, in the gut, in the nervous system. It has it in... Uh, all throughout your, your organs. And the function of this receptor system is to modulate the other systems that it ties to to create a sense of homeostasis and balance. So this mm -hmm. meta system, as they call it, this endocannabinoid system, is a regulatory framework that keeps the rest of our functioning systems in a state of balance. What do I mean by other systems? Our digestive system, our mood systems, our pain signaling, our sleep systems. And so this system that regulates all of these functions is supplemented by cannabinoids, the ingredients found in cannabis. And so the profound discovery of why this plant works for pain and sleep and nausea and depression and all the things that people use it for are because of this very well-documented regulatory system that exists in every person's body. So the kind of soapbox that I'm on these days is what if all of the headlines that people have been told for decades about cannabis being bad for you are literally the exact opposite of what's true. And what if cannabinoids, the ingredients that are found in cannabis, 
actually are proving to be a more effective modality for healing and transformation and health than just about any supplement we take in our modern pharmacopoeia today. And that question is proving to be true when you look at the science and the research and the medical professionals that are telling you how these plants are actually affecting people's health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So from what I'm gathering is that cannabis serves as a medicine of some sort. As we Absolutely. Know, and as we know, Max, medicine is a temporary fix and doesn't get to the root of the issue. How is cannabis different, if at all, from medicine? That's a great question, and I'm so glad you asked that because, first off, it, it, it's not a whole lot different than medicine in many different ways. Mm. It's not, I wouldn't consider cannabis a, a solution for healing by itself. But what I would consider a cannabis is a perfect tool to assist people in the healing process. Mm. So for example, I'll give you, uh, I mean, I can tell you thousands of stories, but here's a great example. So people that have fibromyalgia have tremendous inflammation. That inflammation leads to pain. That pain leads to a lack of, uh, leads to depression and mood disorders. Those mood disorders lead to people not sleeping at nights. And this whole system is self-perpetuating. Well, here's what cannabis does. First, cannabis helps you sleep at night. So now all of a sudden you're sleeping more deeply and getting more rest, the body's healing. Cannabis has an anti-inflammatory property. So the inflammation that's happening in the body subsides, not completely, but subsides. But that then allows you to start feeling less pain. Then cannabis also has a property that uh, stimulates the same uh, chemicals that are responsible for happiness. So it, it elevates the mood state and allows people to start then living a more healthy, balanced life. And then as a result of all those factors, they start living a more normal life which then allows them to continue the healing process rather than feeling so beaten down by their ailments. And so it's not that it's the the cure-all. It's not that cannabis is curing fibromyalgia. It's that cannabis is mitigating so many of the symptoms that are happening, and by allowing those to happen, people naturally then feel more proactive to go start living healthier lives, which in turn actually helps them live healthier lives. So it's not a perfect solution, but it certainly is an unbelievable way to help getting people on the right path. Thank you so much for that information. Thank you for clarifying. That makes so much sense. Max, we know that there are different strains of cannabis. Can people have different effects based on the plant? How does one know what type of cannabis plant to use? Let's say they're seeking treatment for something. Depression. How do they know what's the go-to plan? Yeah, this is the unfortunately the most complicated question in all of cannabis, and mm-hmm. it's um, it is not a simple answer. So let me start there and say there's a lot of people that are doing their best to try to come up with really innovative solutions to make this a simple answer, but it's not. The reason it's not a simple answer is because everybody's endocannabinoid system will react to the ingredients in cannabis uniquely and differently. And so I'll give you a perfect example. My system actually doesn't respond well to CBD because I have, the reason I've been using cannabis for my whole life is ADD. I have pretty severe ADD. Now for me, 
the cannabinoid CBD, the one that everybody says is so safe and non-psychoactive and relaxes them out, actually makes me feel more aggressive. <laughs> so, mm. I, I, you know, so I needed to understand that actually the THC, the ingredient that everybody's all scared of, was the very thing that taking in low doses consistently throughout the day is the thing that actually got me to allow my ADD to be in perfect check. So the reality is people need good guidance. They need some understanding. It's ultimately one of the reasons why we built Green Flower is that we have an enormity of content that walks people through if you're using it for depression or if you're using it for epilepsy or if you're using it for cancer. You know, here's some pointers and ways to understand it. But I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a sh I'm embarrassed to say that there is no simple answer to that question. It requires mm -hmm. people to learn about how cannabis works, learn about the different delivery methods, and then go through a little bit of an experimentation process to find that ideal dose. And so that's the biggest downside, is that people have to go through that process. But if people are curious and open and willing, I have a tremendous amount of certainty that people can find that perfect dose and perfect protocol that works for them. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And there is a wealth of knowledge on your website, greenflower.com. Uh, there's doctors green-flower.com. Thank you for correcting me. green-flower.com. <laughs> there's insights on recommending cannabis for patients using cannabis to reduce or eliminate opiates, self-treating anxiety with cannabis, just a wealth of information there. So listeners, make sure that you log on there. And Max, before we wrap up, tell us about your new podcast. What can the listeners expect to hear from you? So Greenflower Nation, which is now on all the podcast networks, Spotify, Apple, those kinds of things, um, explores the stories that is um, having such an impact on different communities in cannabis today. One of the things that's hard to describe but so interesting is to understand all these different segments, how cannabis is impacting medicine, how cannabis is impacting women, how cannabis is impacting entrepreneurs, how cannabis is impacting chefs. And so each episode takes one of these segments and looks at it from a few different angles and then talks to some of the most innovative leaders that are in those spaces. So, for example, in the Cannabis is Medicine episode, we talked to a different doctor about the endocannabinoid system. We talked to a doctor about the historical uses of cannabis and then we hear a patient story to understand how they specifically used it to heal from their conditions. And so each episode takes these kind of segments of our society and looks at and explores the impact that cannabis is having in that area. Thank you. Max, I mentioned on the top of the podcast that I was delving into an industry that was so foreign to me, and I feel like I've gained so much information in just our few minutes here on the podcast. I want to thank you so much for that. Before we let you go, Max, where can the listeners find you? Yeah, uh, green-flower.com is the site. I always suggest everybody goes and creates an account. Um, and then I'm personally on LinkedIn. You can look me up under Max Simon, the CEO of Greenflower Media. Perfect. We will have more information on our website, medialoungechicago.com. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And, Max, I want to thank you very much for your time with us this morning. You have an amazing day. Wonderful to thank be with you. you. Thanks so much.